Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is all the way live. I'm Jarrett. Sitting across from me is not Allie Johnson. Allie Johnson is across the world right now over in Asia. But joining me today, our special guest co-host is Shar Jassel. Yes. Hello. Good morning. Hey, boo. What is it with everybody going to Asia? Last week, I filled in for Shira. She was in China. And she was in China. For and like now- three days or something. Like way too short of a trip to go that far. Yeah, yeah honestly. Um, and now Allie's over there, too. What, am I missing out on a, on a memo? Apparently. Apparently. Like, that's the thing to do. Uh, I, I Allie went to Asia this time last year as well. So, like, it's a, mm. she's going for an Indian wedding. Nice. Um, and uh, going to be going through Nepal as well. So, she'll be gone for uh, until the end of next week. So, we'll have different hosts uh, each day. You'll be here again with us next week as well. So, I'm um, really excited about the show. We've got so much to talk about. So, obviously, um, an impeachment hearing happened yesterday. And it was interesting, at the very least. Uh, we'll talk about that with uh, Ken Charles, who will be joining us just a little bit later. Um, then Chipotle says, if you're sick, you better prove it. Um, and, and Char has that story um, of a woman oh, who yes. was basically told that like she had to have a nurse say that she was actually sick. Um, a little bit later on in the show, we'll talk to Dr. Charles Davis from USC. Um, we're going to be talking about Gabrielle Union and this whole NBC situation um, and the latest on that, because now a full investigation has been launched over at NBC. Um also, George Zimmerman is suing the Trayvon Martin oh, family for $100 million, which don't even get me started on that. Please. Um, lastly, one of the things we're going to talk about today is uh, about this this trending uh, tweet that was going around about um, how you should address your friends if you're about to give them some like really bad news. And like it was a, a whole long uh, tweet I thread. I this. Yeah. It's how would you handle an are you in the right headspace to receive bad news tweet? Um, we'll talk about that later on in the show. But Char... You and I have both experienced something uh, at the mailbox in the last few days and weeks that is really frustrating, especially as we go into the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Uh, We expect that this will probably increase. You said that you... uh, Someone stole your package. Yes. It's never happened before. I've been living in my complex for three years now. And uh, yeah, now granted, uh, it's just nail polish, but it it meant a lot to me. It was a package, regardless. Yes, it was was two things of nail polish for $9, which normally two things of nail polish would cost you $18. So I got two for half the price. You were mad that you missed out on this deal. And it said that it was delivered. Now, I thought that they were just BSing me because, you know, on Sundays when Amazon says that it, it delivers, normally... Normally, they're, they're just playing around, right. meaning that they'll do it Monday. But no, sure enough, I checked the tracking, and it was delivered, left at my doorstep, and the, even the delivery person took a photo. So someone I actually... I take the photo. Yes, yeah. someone actually swiped my package, and that really upset me. And I've just had, like, like I've had, like, a slew of deliveries this week in particular, because I did go a little crazy for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. <laughs> but by the grace of God, most things have just come when they're supposed to. But, like, on Tuesday, I wasted my time from 1030... 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. waiting on a package only for them to just drive past my house, I guess, and say they couldn't deliver it. And then it went to oh, a UPS so uh, access point and I wasn't able to get it the fo- until the following day. But I was just it's mad that I wasted time at home. So frustrating to, to see that happen. Also, like, it's very bold to walk up to someone's door and steal a package. Oh, super bold. I remember seeing on YouTube this man, hey, he'd... um. 
he set up like this package on his doorstep, but it had like a glitter bomb in it. So like I saw that. Yeah, it was really really smart, and I'd, I'd have to find and a it. Camera. And it was a camera, a glitter it was like bomb, an old a tracking iPhone. device. Yep. It was a, a really smart situation, and so that when people would pick up the box and take it home, when they would open it, it would explode. Glitter, with everywhere, glitter everywhere, and your picture everywhere. Right. It's taking pictures and videos. I saw that. That's yeah, a smart idea. Really smart, um, and to kind of slow people down. But like, it's crazy how many times his box got stolen because. Yeah. Uh, people are always stealing out here. I was talking to my best friend who has had, he has like a, he lives in a big building as well and they have a, like a male area in their main lobby mm-hmm. and he's seen multiple times he's had packages stolen because like all of them just kind of sit there on the floor in front of their mailboxes and he said he came into the building one day and there was a person there who he did not recognize and he was like something just didn't feel right he he was like my gut said no and so he's like so I just kind of stood there and waited and like stared at him with that stare that's quiet it was the diddy meme exactly that huh what you gonna do Uh so he's like they did this dance where like um, the guy ended up like walking away but like he stayed inside the building but didn't go out the door and so my best friend his name is also Jared oddly uh, Jared goes over to the mailbox and he like picks up his stuff and then he walks over to the elevator but doesn't go upstairs and watches the guy go back over there and so he just kind of stands and they do this dance and the guy has like a garbage bag like what? he's stealing multiple things and he ended up like stopping the guy from stealing more things and calling the super but it was just it was crazy to me because I, I can't imagine how bold you have to be to to steal someone's package I'm desperate. from in front of their front door or like in a public area where well, someone see, can walk in and see I it. I want one of those uh, nanny cams or doorbell cams because I live in a close-knit community. My my building is not that, that big. Yeah. And it's like secure and everything. Like you got to have a key. It's like double doors you got to get to before you get to actually knock on someone's front door. Yeah. So I feel like it, it's someone in, I hate to say it, maybe a, a neighbor that's porch pirating. <sighs> I don't know. I've I've only had one instance where I thought something was stolen, but it wasn't. But I have had an instance where something was put into my mailbox by the USPS yeah. people, and I opened it up. I think I talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago. I opened up the the package, and there was nothing in it. And like the envelope had like a slit in it, and my Good item Lord. had been taken out of the envelope. Yeah, you got to be careful this holiday season sending stuff. It's just best to just wait, in my opinion, or send electronic monetary gifts. Send, send a cash app. Exactly. Don't. Send me. Send me. My parents love to send me a, like a Southwest gift card every year yeah. for my birthday, but it comes through email and there's no one exactly. pirating that. Exactly. So, um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got Ken Charles that's going to join us um, from our sister station KNX, giving us basically a breakdown of what happened in the impeachment hearings yesterday. And then Nancy Pelosi has even ratcheted up the impeachment hearings as of this morning. We'll talk about that a whole lot more coming up on Drop the Subject. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. On the basis of the testimony and the evidence before the House, President Trump has committed impeachable high crimes and misdemeanors by corruptly abusing the office of the presidency. What has happened in the case today is something that I do not think we have ever seen before. A president who has doubled down on violating his oath to faithfully execute the laws and to protect and defend the Constitution. I'm concerned about lowering impeachment standards to fit a paucity of evidence and an abundance of anger. I believe this impeachment not only fails to satisfy the standard of past impeachments, but would create a dangerous precedent for future impeachments. If what we're talking about is not impeachable, then nothing is impeachable. So this last night we heard, from, yesterday I should say, we heard from 
four different uh, academics who were testifying before Congress in the Trump impeachment inquiry happening over in the now Judiciary Committee. Uh, it's time that we uh, talk about a little bit of the uh, what we like to call a little bit of crazy impeachment stuff. Although, Emmy, <laughs> Emmy's, Emmy's like, um, the button is not working, Jared. The button, it's not working for me. But yes, it's time that we talk about a little bit of the crazy impeachment things that have been happening uh, in Congress. So yesterday, uh, Congress had eight and a half hours. Go ahead, Emmy. Hit it. Here is some crazy impeachment stuff. Uh, yesterday, oh. yesterday, Congress, uh, the Judiciary Committee in the House had eight and a half hours of impeachment hearings, which... I had it on. It was emotionally draining. I will tell you, like after watching a lot of it, I won't. I won't say that I watched all of it, but it was on. Um, I was about to say some of this doesn't become background noise to you. Oh, it absolutely can. Um, yeah. It was. It was really draining to just kind of hear one thing after another and hearing the back and forth from the Republican questions and the Democratic questions and back and forth. It was. It was exhausting. But there were some good things that came out of it. I thought what they did a really good job of yesterday was really kind of laying out how the framers of the Constitution intended impeachment to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, Donald Trump, even within the last couple of days, had said um, when he was arriving at NATO, he was saying, like, you know, this is not what impeachment was supposed to be for. And it's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Like, this is exactly what he doesn't even know. He doesn't know exactly. Um, And so I thought they did a really fantastic job of really laying out exactly what the framers wanted, why impeachment was so important. Um, impeachment was something that wasn't going into the Constitution, according to them initially. And then they, you know, changed their minds and, and moved things around um, to be able to give us a, a an out for for an elected official, um, whether it be a president or someone else. But mm-hmm. there were three that were there um, that were called by the Democrats and one that was called by the um by the Republicans, the Republican witness was saying that he didn't think we had reached um, an impeachable offense. One of the more yes, inter- I, saw, I saw that on the news this morning. Yeah. He was saying basically in a nutshell that Democrats are in over their heads and he thinks that uh, the Democratic Party is moving too fast as far as well, not the party, but, you know, yeah. the, the representatives sure. are moving too fast with these impeachment proceedings without necessarily having all of their ducks in the row. But I also see the other side of that argument of if not now, then when? You know he's on his way out. So I, I who Donald Trump? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I feel like um, Jared. No. I think he's going to get impeached. I don't think he's going to get removed from office. I, I think it's pretty clear. Oh, I thought you were saying like for a second term. Uh, oh, I mean, I think. I mean, but listen, I think it's highly likely that he could get. <laughs> I think it's highly likely that he gets a second term. I think it's. Um, I think it's something that I don't. I don't see things changing enough. Um, I think he's going Honestly, to be able to say he gets away with this. I think that there are plenty of other like obstacles that he could have that are going to be in front of him um, that aren't necessarily specifically uh, related to the impeachment or the Ukraine scandal that's been going on. However, I do think that Donald Trump runs the risk of his taxes coming out because he's been back and forth in court with that. We need that. Um, I think uh, the way that that's been kind of, you know, uh, danced around and, like, and ignored up and through the court situation for years now, um, I think that they could seemingly be getting ready to come out next year sometime because it seems like they're both two of the cases that are both going to be seen seemingly by the Supreme Court. Um, But it'll be interesting. One of the things that was discussed a lot yesterday was 
whether or not Donald Trump had to commit a crime to be um, impeachable. And I think it was an important conversation because something being impeachable and something being a crime are not necessarily the same thing. Kind They're of, not. Hello, William Clinton. Well, kind of kind of a, a, a good example that Ari Melbourne yesterday on MSNBC gave. He said that, you know, if you consider like defacing a mailbox is a federal is a felony, right? You can go to jail for defacing a mailbox, which is crazy after what we were just talking about, right? Mailboxes and opening someone else's mail, that is that is a crime. It's a felony. And would if if Donald Trump, you know, went to a mailbox and defaced it, would that be worthy of impeachment, taking him out of office? Probably not. However, if he um, if he were to basically um, if he were there are crimes that the president can commit that are not necessarily things that are in law, because, you know, there are things that only he could possibly do that aren't necessarily written into law. Right. I've seen scandal. And so um, it's it was kind of an interesting conversation about the things that um, that Donald Trump could do that could, you know, not necessarily be a crime, but that could definitely be impeachable. Uh, Ken Charles from KNX is uh, is joining us right now to kind of talk about um, the impeachment hearings yesterday. Um, were you fascinated by the conversation about what could be a crime, what what may not be a crime, but that might be impeachable? I was having flashbacks to graduate school is what I was having yesterday with really? all the con- con- constitutional law <laughs> professors. Yeah. It was just making me like shake and jitter. Oh no, you were triggered. It was terrible. <laughs> Although I, I, I like gradual school, but that's where I gradually learned I didn't want to go to school anymore. Okay. So. okay. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Ken Charles is going to help us break down some more of the impeachment hearings yesterday. And also we're going to talk about what Nancy Pelosi just did that uh, is really going to raise the stakes. That's up next. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. All right. We are back with Ken Charles from our sister station, KNX, here in Los Angeles. They are our 24-hour news station. And uh, Ken, I love having you able to come in and talk with us about uh, the political stories that are happening. And as we were just talking about uh, while the music was playing, uh, this impeachment inquiry is... I, I, I think he's going to get impeached. It seems like that's very obviously going to happen. That's easy. Um, I don't think he's going to get removed from office. I think that's kind of a consensus as well. Um, but even as we were in break and I was saying, like, I think the thing that he might have concerns about would be these taxes. And the headline now says that he's taken the second case to the Supreme Court about his financial records that have been subpoenaed. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about how I think that these things will come out in June and he could seemingly continue to drag this out all the way through to the election. He can drag it out for really until somebody says here's your deadline you have to release them by june 5th september yeah. 12th november 8th whatever it is he's going to drag that out until 11 59 59 on the, the day. day they do that yeah. and the supremes aren't going to give them a timeline yeah they may rule listen the supremes might kick it back they can do a lot of things but even district court and the appeals court haven't said when only that you have to and so he's going to say, well, wait, you know, I've got to get my attorneys. I've got to run this mm-hmm. because I'm president. There might be things in there. And so he's got a million ways to drag this out. And even if it comes out, who's going to read his tax returns? Who's going to watch the news and listen? Well, to I'm looking thing? forward to and like Ferrant hold from Washington Post going through them and coming out with, you know what I mean? Sure, like, but, yeah, yeah. But, you know, is a guy in Alabama going to read the Washington Post oh, no. and go, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. So that same 42% that, you know, look, when he said way back when that I could shoot somebody walking down the mm-hmm. street in Times Square and still get a vote. Yeah. He's still getting that vote. Yeah. So the question, you know, still comes down to that 15% in the middle. Yeah. That's quote unquote undecided how many of them will read it how many of them will react to it how How many many of them will say this is bad and it also depends on who the democrats are going to run 
Because remember, if it's Elizabeth Warren, if it's, you know, there may be something in the tax returns that somebody who's voting for Biden may go, you know what, I'm going to pull the trigger and vote for Joe. But if Warren is the candidate, somebody may go, you know what, the hell with it. I can't vote for Trump. I can't vote for her. I'm going to sit home. Yeah. And then, you know, the sit home vote helps Trump because we know he's 42% is showing up. Well, we were this conversation started because of the impeachment hearings yesterday and I think it's important for us to also say that today this morning uh, Nancy Pelosi came out with um seemingly escalating in a way that everyone saw coming, um, escalating things by saying that, by calling for uh impeachment uh, articles. Sadly, but with confidence and humility, with allegiance to our founders and a heart full of love for America. Today, I am asking our chairman to proceed with articles of impeachment. I commend our committee chairs and our members for their somber approach to actions which I wish the president had not made necessary. In signing the Declaration of Independence, our founders invoked a firm reliance on divine providence. Democrats, too, are prayerful, and we will proceed in a manner worthy of our oath of office to support and defend the Constitution of the United States from all enemies, foreign and domestic. So help us, God. Uh, Nancy Pelosi there. Sounds like she's a little under the weather. Uh, her voice sounds yeah. like sick. Uh, we're joined by Ken Charles um, and uh, Char Drossel is, is uh, guest hosting with us today while Ali's out of town. Uh, talking about the impeachment hearings that happened yesterday, what do you make of, of Nancy Pelosi taking this step? Well, only Nancy Pelosi could suck the life out of actually making the announcement that Yikes. we're going to call for articles of impeachment. Yikes, I mean, not that a was, fan. No, listen, <laughs> maybe because, you know what, she's Nancy Pelosi and she won't talk to us. She, like, she won't talk to local media. She won't do interviews. Mm. She stays away. But I'm, and listen, she's I'm a, a fan of her work. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of her and the way she handles her politics because she doesn't need the media and she knows it. But, you know, I mean, this is a really, really, really historic important step. Yeah. It it's is. Only, you know, it's only happened twice before. It mm-hmm. didn't happen to Nixon because he, he resigned. resigned before it. Right. So it's only happened twice before. And if she was under the weather, we'll wait a day. But it, was, it wasn't the greatest, you know, press conference that she could have done but she's also following the script yeah this is kind of we knew this was going to happen they're going to go through it I do think there potentially could be a January surprise, though. You know, Mitch really? Ma- sure, Mitch McConnell then has to, you know, take this and try it in the Senate. However, he could, and he said he wouldn't do this, but he could, there is a procedure, because parliamentary procedure is for everything, mm-hmm. where he could push straight to a vote before a trial vote that he's not going to get impeached and end it in 20 seconds. Well, but he said that, uh, Mitch McConnell said uh, maybe a month or two ago that, you know, he doesn't have a choice about doing a a trial. Well, he's got a choice. He just said he wouldn't not do a trial. Gotcha. But so, you know, listen, has Mitch McConnell or any politician always been a person of their word? Oh, Have no. they always well. kept every promise? The question oh, no. is, what benefits him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, funnily, uh, a friend of mine on, on Facebook this morning saw the Nancy Pelosi story about uh, proceeding, and he said, Nancy Pelosi said, Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Uh, so uh, I, I, I thought that was hilarious. The best part, listen, the best part about Nancy Pelosi <laughs> was when one of the reporters asked, do you hate Donald Trump? And she basically 
smacked the heck out. It was the very end when she said, I saw this on Twitter this morning. I don't hate anybody, blah, 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 blah. Don't mess with me. Yes. Yes. I I love it. You know, you go, girl. And everyone was asking for the reporter to be named. Yeah. 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 Everybody's like, who asked (laughs) me? Who said that? Okay. That's so funny. (laughs) But I really wish she had that fire earlier in in her press conference because to me, you know what? I get that at the end. And by the way, I do not think any reporter would have asked a man that question. I absolutely do not believe any reporter would have asked a man that question. And because the Speaker of the House, the third most powerful person in the American government, is a woman, Mm. I think that's the only... Have you heard anybody ask any other... Do you hate him? Have they asked Adam Schiff, do you hate him? Have they they asked Jerry Nedler? Have they asked... So no, you brought up Mueller? Adam Schiff, um, and I, I. One of the things that's been interesting to me is that they keep asking, that they keep saying that Adam Schiff should have to testify, and I keep thinking to myself, if you call Adam Schiff to testify. You've got to call Devin Nunes to t- testify about these phone calls. Adam Schiff did testify. It's 232 pages long, and it's the report that he issued yesterday. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Adam Schiff ago. is the uh, is the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, who was leading all of the um, all of the the hearings that we had prior to yesterday. And they want him to testify because they say he knows who the whistleblower is, and they keep calling for this whistleblower. We're still talking testi- about the whistleblower. <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. crazy to me, and I, I thought I, Trump Jr. Uh, blew his own they, whistle on that by. On how the person seemingly yeah. outing the person, but the, the but a lot about of, that, it's been taken down from a lot of the, the social media places. I mean, it's still, it's still out there. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, those dark corners of the web, yeah. But most people don't know who the heck the whistleblower was, yeah. And even yeah. by name, most people don't know the whistleblower. Yes. Emmy could be the whistleblower for all we Emmy? know, yeah. Emmy Q, just, <laughs> um, and just then, saying. Finally, before we have to let you go, I wanted to get your opinion. Um, they just said that there was a. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy, Emmy with the blow the whistle on us. Um, so, what do you think? Uh, they asked Joe Biden just recently if he would consider Kamala Harris as a vice president. I think her getting out of the race positions her well to be vice president. And I also thought in that second debate when she had that that little girl was me moment, I thought she has solidified her place as vice president if Joe if Joe Biden becomes the nominee. The problem with Kamala Harris, though, besides the fact that the country is racist and the country is sexist, is the fact that she doesn't help him. In in any place because where is she strongest? California. Mm-hmm. That is you know? true. And to be honest with you, and and she got wasn't more even the polling vote. the highest here. Yeah. yeah. He's got, she's got more of the black vote than he does. Or he's got more of the black vote that, than she does. Right, excuse me. Yes. yes. You know, I mean, so... People I, love Uncle Joe. And to be honest, I don't... She's a woman who is smart and I think she's a woman who's got designs on different office. I think you'll see her more if she does something else. Maybe Attorney General. Mm-hmm. Maybe something mm-hmm. else in administration. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be governor of California. She could be governor of California. I think... Kamala Harris uh, really adds something to an Elizabeth Warren ticket, but not necessarily to a Joe Biden America ticket. will never vote for two women. I, They're I, not even going to vote for no, one. They're not, not going to vote for not two. Not in our lifetime, <laughs> think, at least. I think she she enhances an Elizabeth Warren ticket in a way that she wouldn't necessarily enhance a, a Joe Biden ticket. I don't know that either one of them is a winning if ticket. You, if you want to see a female president, you have a better shot by watching Madam Secretary on CBS Yikes. than you watching the White House in D.C. You know what? You're on absolutely note, right, though. On That's that right. note, we've got to take a quick break. Ken Charles from KNX, we thank you so much for joining us. Um, when we come back, Chipotle says, if you're sick at work, you better prove it. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. coming right back. <laughs> Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right. We want to remind you that you can visit wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets, 
and a meet and greet with Lizzo. Um, it's going to be one of the most exciting things. I'm mm. so jealous about this. It's all for the New Year's Eve um, concert that she's doing in Vegas. You'll be staying at the Cosmo. You'll be doing a meet and greet with her. You'll get a $1,000 uh, shopping spree to Dia & Co. So jealous about this one. Go to wearechannelq.com for more information I'm, on how you I'm can I'm jealous, live. too. Yeah, we're all jealous. It's fine. Um, so, Char, you found this story about Chipotle saying that if you are going to say that you're sick, you better be ready to prove it. Yes. So, um, Chipotle is making sick employees call a nurse, basically. They are, they're going to have nurses on call. This is what the CEO, his name is Brian Nickel. He said at a press conference on Wednesday, he told Business Insider that, you know, if you've been sick, they're going to have nurses on call to verify that you're not just like playing hooky. I want to know that how that even don't. works because I've gone to the doctor plenty of times and they're like, well, you know, you probably oh, have a cold. Hello, especially, listen, especially as a black woman dealing with, uh, medical folks, you know, they always deny in black women. Well, stuff. no, like, I mean, there are studies that, like, definitely show how B- black racial employees, biases. exactly, black employees are seen as, um, uh, excuse black me, not patients. black employees, black patients, yes, are seen as uh, having a higher tolerance from pain, yep. um, being sick less often, mm-hmm. and just being, like, stronger. And, like, even, like, with taking shots, they think that our skin is thicker and, yeah. and more, dirt, more, like. So they stab us. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, like, this is all data from studies, yeah. Well, anywho, so they're having. Having you basically prove to make sure you're not playing hooky or like you don't have a hangover, like they want you to really be sick. And that will guarantee, well, partially guarantee, I don't know the stipulations and the specificities around that, but you could possibly get paid time for your sick day. Now, one of the reasons why they're doing this is because you know that they had all of those breakouts once upon a time. Remember Chipotle had to like shut down. They had to put those lemons and limes behind the counter. They took away a whole bunch of the forks were gone for a minute because they kept having... Um, food related yeah Yeah. people getting sick in large quantities and so they have these like strenuous they hold themselves above the health code like they have these strenuous um, I guess like 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 protocol to even get back to the grill you have to have a wellness check to get back to operate the grill to make the chicken and the carnitas and the barbacoa say, and all of been, that i've never been mad at chipotle over like the whole situation that they've had with uh e-coli and stuff like that because they are one of those companies that does works the hardest to have like the freshest ingredients from local farms and all that and yeah. it's like it's got to be incredibly hard to regulate all of that and making sure with that, all those restaurants exactly with that many restaurants and, and seemingly so many farms and so many like distributors and all that it's got to be really difficult to make sure that everyone has like the same standards and and like things slip through the cracks we have in california right now this romaine lettuce recall where people have gotten yes. coli from romaine from lettuce fecal matter from animals that have gotten on the the lettuce exactly. i forgot what town ta- what county it's from i don't know but I know there are you know plenty of people who've gotten sick, and so I've never really been that mad at Chipotle. I still will go and get myself a carnitas bowl any any day of the week. So with everything on it, <laughs> with everything on it, yes, extra hot sauce. And I always end up telling them, um, "Could you put cheese on there? Like this is your bowl. It's not your cheese. Like come on, <laughs> quit playing games." All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, a shooting happened yesterday in Pearl Harbor. We're gonna give you the latest on what happened there. Plus, Lil Nas mm-hmm. X has made history. All that coming up next on Drop the Subject. Drop the subject. New Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Over there, sitting across from me, is not Allie Johnson. Allie Johnson is traipsing her way through Asia with her wife, and uh, and she's going to an Indian wedding, um, and just being fabulous over in Asia. And so, uh, joining me today is entertainment journalist Char Jocelle. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? 
jealous of Allie. I know, right? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Every time you mention what she's doing, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're really glad to have you here. Um, you. Our first hour is down. Second hour is starting. Um, I want to bring you this story that occurred last night. Um, this headline comes from Axios. It says, Deadly Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard Shooting. Um, and basically, it's kind of giving us what we know so far. The, the top line information is a U.S. sailor shot and killed two civilian uh, Defense Department employees at, at the Joint Base Pearl Harbor um, Hickam Shipyard before taking his own life on Wednesday. Um, according to uh, the folks there, um, they say the U.S. Navy and Air Force Base um, has told us that the shooting took place near the shipyard's dry dock, too, and that the area went into lockdown during the incident. Last night when I was looking at the headlines about this, it was like Pearl Harbor's in lockdown, um, and you know there's an active shooter, and then it was the shooter has killed himself. I was shocked because of all places. Like, literally, of all places, the Pearl, the Harbor. Yeah. No, it, yeah, you, it makes you kind of nervous um, uh, when you when you hear, like, of a historic spot like that. Yeah. So, uh, Rear Admiral Rob Chadwick um, uh, came out and spoke to uh, the public yesterday, and this is what he had to say. I can report that uh, Joint Base Security personnel did respond to the report of an active shooter today in the vicinity of Dry Dock 2 in the Naval Shipyard. I can confirm that there were three shooting victims We have confirmed that two are deceased, one is in stable condition in a local hospital. I can also report the shooter, who has tentatively been identified as an active duty sailor assigned to USS Columbia, SSN 771, is also deceased by an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. I cannot share the names of the victims or the shooter at this time until we can confirm that next of kin notifications have been made. Obviously, our thoughts are with the families of the victims and everyone involved. Uh, we heard from the governor of Hawaii, David Aig, uh, who tweeted yesterday um, offering assistance from federal agencies and said that the state is standing by to assist where necessary. Uh, he said, I join in solidarity with the people of Hawaii as we express our heartbreak over this tragedy and concern for those affected by the shooting. Details are still emerging as security forces at Joint Base Pearl Harbor Hickam uh, investigate. We also heard from Tulsi Gabbard, who... Is a Hawaii native, right? Yeah, Hawaii native and uh, representative from there. She says, sending my aloha and well wishes to the victims of today's shooting at Pearl Harbor Naval Shipyard. Our gratitude goes out to the first responders who took action to secure the base and keep people safe. Obviously, Tulsi Gabbard is running for president right now. She's one of the Democratic candidates. Um, mm. <clears throat> it's just a, a scary thing to hear happening at a place, like I said, like this. Whenever you, yeah. whenever there's an alert about like World Trade or Pearl Harbor, I think, or something I think like that, what adds to it, like you mentioned earlier, is it that it is it is a historic site, yeah. right? So, like, I'm someone who I like going to go visit historic sites. I've never been to Hawaii, mm-hmm. and if I were in the area, I might want to go to Pearl Harbor because I mean, you grow up reading about it in the history books. Yeah. I think I was like in eighth grade when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. I watched the movie, like. It just it's jarring when you, whenever there, I hear about a shooting, it's jarring. But then when you hear about it specifically at a place that holds such reverence, especially as the 78th anniversary is approaching, right. um, 
it just it's it's I I look unsettling. at this at moments like this also uh, in times where things are so contentious between us and so many different countries and so you yeah. hear a historic landmark like that um, where there's a shooting and you it, it automatically makes you concerned like is this something bigger or is this yeah. just like an isolated incident um, so we want to send our our condolences out to the families um, that have lost someone in that shooting and um, we will keep you in our prayers um, we are going to um, also transition I want to let you know about something that we have coming up right now. If you go to wearechannelq.com, we've got your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel tickets, plus a meet and greet with Lizzo. Um, it's going to be a really big deal on New Year's Eve. You get round trip coach airfare for um, the winner. That would be you and your guest. You're going to get two nights and hotel accommodations um, at the Cosmopolitan of Las Vegas. You'll have two tickets to the Lizzo concert at the Chelsea and two meet and greet passes with Lizzo. Like, I mean, come on. That's going to be a really, really awesome time. And you'll also get a $1,000 shopping spree at Dia & Co. So make sure to go to wearechannelq.com for more information. That's wearechannelq.com for more information. We'll take a quick break. More Drop the Subject coming up after this. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Well, uh, big news today for Lil Nas X, who's had quite a year. He's had literally quite a year. I need some of that to rub off on me. Listen, you need some of that Lil Nas X favor? Yes. Come on, guys. <laughs> you said shower it down on me, Lord. Uh, Lil Nas X, who you may remember from his hit song, Old Town Road, that spent, uh, was it 19 weeks uh, yeah. on, on the charts this year? Consecutive. Um, consecutive weeks, making history, um, surpassing Mariah Carey's. He beat uh, Mariah Carey's record. Yes, he he beat her record, and um, it's kind of astounding the success that he's had this year. Uh, the story coming from Out dot com. It says after becoming the first gay musician to win Song of the Year at the MTV Video Music Awards, which I, whenever I read that one, I'm like. At least the first out gay, because who knows? Yeah, you just never know. Um, and he was also the first to be honored um, by the Country Music Association. The 20-year-old made history and yet no again. Hate. Huh? There was no hate when There's... he was at the CMAs. They didn't have to take his performance down like they had to, to for Beyonce and the Dixie Chicks. Because oh. people lost their minds over they that. Did. They were upset about that one. Um, they say the 20-year-old has made history one more time, earning a spot on Forbes' list of the highest paid country acts. Um, he made $14 million before taxes this this year um, and making him number 18 on the Money Magazine's rankings, which $14 million for that one song. That's a good I also year. Thought, I just thought of another accomplishment he did. He blo- also blocked, successfully blocked Taylor Swift from reaching number one. The Swifties were up in arms about this. Oh, well, <laughs> she got Artist of the Decade this year. She's doing okay. Ciao. She's doing fine. However, uh, yeah, he's he's coming on the heels of a like a huge gargantuan year and he's leading the Grammy nominations like with by six nominations what is fantastic it's next is month. all three of the leading people this year are Lizzo Lil Nas X and uh, uh, Billie Eilish all three of them are newcomers to the Grammys and all of them I love have me the some most, Billie yeah they all have the most Grammy nominations uh, and it's pretty extraordinary to see something like that yeah yeah I love uh, I love watching him like the second song he came out with Panini, I was like, oh, this yeah. is fine. Um, but I just enjoy like watching him win and like seeing him, you know, kids love that song, seeing him oh doing school. Oh my gosh. The kids, when stuff. he would go to those schools, those kids would lose yeah. their one minds sister, as soon as that beat dropped. One of our sister stations here did a contest where Lil Nas X will come to your school and you guys win money. Oh. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just loving seeing his success and like watching him rise. I also cannot ever not 
think about the fact that he was like one of those Nicki Minaj. He was one of the bars. He was a troll on Twitter. <laughs> he was a tw- he, Twitter he rebranded. Troll. Uh, and he definitely rebranded his whole situation and became. Even though they just, said his AMA outfit was a tribute to Nicki in the uh, hot the lime girl. green thing. Yes, the lime green zebra was a tribute to oh, Nicki Mirage from the uh, Hot Girl Summer music video. You know Meg The Stallion's yeah. Hot Girl Summer. Check Which it is out. Your jam. Uh, you, I know you love Meg the Stallion. Oh yeah, I love me some Megan. Um, so but I check, check out the outfits; they're the same thing. I didn't realize that. Okay, I'll have to yeah. go back and look at that. He's still the barb is still there. So it, it, right, <laughs> it hasn't gone anywhere. The barbs do not die. No, they do. They only you multiply know, and, and change Timoth- energy. Timothy Chalamet is a barb. Oh really? Yes. That's so interesting. Okay. <laughs> um, well, from one barb to another, Billy D. Williams walks oh, back. His, he's probably not a barb. Um, has walked back his comments about gender fluidity. Last week, we told you about uh, this interview that he did in Esquire, where they were basically, you know, he was talking about uh, you being can able call to embrace him, her. Exactly. He said he never tried to do anything except uh, accept himself. Um, I, he says, "I think of myself as a relatively colorful character who doesn't take himself too." himself or herself too seriously you see I say himself and herself because I also see myself as feminine as well as masculine I'm a very soft person I'm not afraid to show that side of myself well he's clearing things up he says well first of all I asked last night what the hell is gender fluid? That's a whole new term. And he said... This is an 82-year-old man. Exactly, right? He said, what I was talking about was about men getting in touch with their softer sides. He says that's a phrase uh, that... There's a phrase that was coined by Carl G. Jung, who was a psychiatrist, who was a contemporary of Sigmund Freud. And um, he said they had a a splitting of the ways because they had different ideas about uh, consciousness or unconsciousness. It's a collective unconsciousness. But he coined a phrase that's called anima animus and... And ana- animus means um, that the female counterpart of the male self and the animus is the male part. He's oh, basically gosh. Like, potato, he, potato. Listen, the, the material is still there no matter what you call it, Billy. Right. Like, you might not label it that, but, like, that's what we call it today. Yes. And I think that maybe the term is what scared him off. Like, his publicist was like, what is going on? Yeah. Um, but, listen, like I said, the, the meat and potatoes of it is still there. And I, I do think that people rushed to label him. Yeah, because he, he never not, used that language. He did not explicitly label himself that, and he did yeah. not use that language. But you know, people, we all got to get our clicks Absolutely. nowadays. You all got to, you know. Well, um, I, I'm fascinated by it. I think it is a situation of, you know, using a different label for something yeah. or for what is similarly um, defined. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Char is up for News It or Lose It. Don't go anywhere. Ooh. Drop the subject. Channel Q. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Lose It is live. Democracy reigns once again at Drop the Subject. Char Jossel is joining me sitting in for Allie Johnson. Char likes to always tribute her News It or Lose It to a, a, a journalistic icon. Today, she is Char Stephanopoulos. I am. I was just about to correct you because Char Jossel has left the building, but Char Stephanopoulos is here. Is here. All right, what you got? So, first story. CNN employee claims exec threatened to kill him over discrimination lawsuit. Oh, girl. News it. You're going to news that one? Pantone announces color of the year with not so subtle message. I like this story. I saw this. (laughs) News it. Facebook to curb viral posts about white vans abducting women. Um, uh, No idea what that's about. So news it. Yes, you got all three. That's a three for three. 
Um, very proud of you. The number Thank you. Feel? of the day. We have a, a You're song about to see. The number this is all new to me. <laughs> three. So that's the number. <laughs> we'll take a quick break when we come back. More news real music. But first, this is Loose Number of the Day. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. That's right. I'm joined by and Char Stephanopoulos. Yes. Also known as Char Jocelle other days. Yes. Um, but for news it or lose <laughs> Most it, she days. is Char Stephanopoulos. <laughs> um, you've brought us three stories. You got a three for three, which, you know, no small feat around here. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, now, explain what happened in CNN. Child, this is a classic story of just insanity when it break when you break down race. Okay. So Dwayne Walker, who's a black employee at CNN, claims that his boss threatened to kill him. His boss is named Wit Fries. I hope I'm pronouncing That's that correctly. That's a good name, Wit Fries. Yes, that's Whit. like a, I I would want him to be like a meteorologist Whit in local Fries. news. Wit Fries is here with the forecast. Like yeah. I could totally see. Well, that. We okay. have Dallas rains out here, but we anyway, do. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, this is according to the Atlanta Journal uh, Constitution. Now the encounter happened August 15th in a restroom at CNN. Okay, where the boss says walks up to the to Walker and says, "Just drop it." Walker replied, "Or." And Freese reportedly said, replied with, if you F with my money, I will kill you. Oh, my God. In the bathroom? In the bathroom, in the privacy of the restroom. Oh, my God. This then prompted Walker to file another complaint with Human Resources. uh, But he was placed on administrative leave the following day. I think the block just got too hot for him. Um, CNN representatives say that um, they characterized Walker's claims as outrageous and damaging. They, oh they, they released this to a statement on the post uh, this past but Thursday. What was the quote from the guy, though? If you F with my money, I will kill I will you. kill you. Because there's a discrimination suit afoot. That's craziness. Yeah. I feel like CNN is like such an enormous place. And like so many people, especially um, if this was in Atlanta, like the Atlanta... Uh, uh, world headquarters there is an enormous building. It's like they have the largest escalator in the world. They're like, it's a huge place. And so I can imagine like being there, you do kind of feel like you're lost in a sea of people that work there. And so like to have you like a boss come tell you that they will kill you in the bathroom. What in the scandal? Now, what <laughs> exactly, I find, right? What I find interesting is that CNN is not standing by Walker. In this, so this will be interesting well, to see has how also this had like multiple discrimination lawsuits against them from their black employees. Yes, um, he yeah. claims that there is a pattern of systemic discrimination against African Americans, especially men at CNN. I know where any minorities who who complain are are placed on a list called BOLO, which stands for Be on the Lookout for. No way. Oh yes, and he has uh, he has held down twenty eight jobs that he sought. Well, he sought out twenty eight jobs uh, at CNN. I know I know specifically one producer who was a part of like a class action lawsuit against them and that was like the second one that they'd had against them and that was easily 10 years ago or no like 5 years ago. Well part so, of yeah. their part of their statements say the accusations by Mr. Walker are entirely false. I don't know how they can say that with such confidence yeah. when they weren't in the restroom. But anywho, uh both with regards to his personal career development and the slanderous allegation against a coworker that Jeez. never happened. So they're coming out, you Guns know, blazing. swinging, yeah. Right. Well, 
shout out to Dwayne. Um, hope he's okay out there. Um, what's happening with Pantone Color of the Year? I love this story. So Pantone is feeling a certain shade of blue, a classic blue. The cult favorite company announced its highly imp- anticipated, excuse me, <coughs> highly anticipated color of the year Wednesday night and classic blue has been chosen to represent the first year of the 20s. I love that. Now you've been to my house multiple times. You know that my walls are painted blue. Like yes. I'm a, I've, I didn't even realize like blue was a thing for me until I like was painting my second place and I was like, Oh, so you have a thing about blue. That's Got like it. me with yeah. gray. Yeah. I love gray up against a good yellow. My whole bedroom is gray and yellow, like really? a heather gray and a yellow, but not a highlighter yellow, just a regular yellow. Yeah, my 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 last place was all shades of gray. Um, this place is Ooh, gray with shades. blue. I knew you were going to do that. Um, and then my place right now is is blues and grays and golds and all that kind yes, of stuff. Yes, yeah. Jared's place is beautiful. I should have given you all a, a tour on my Instagram. Oh, However, in a recent uh, press release, Pantone described the denim like tone is quote solid and dependable and non-aggressive and easily relatable which so. <laughs> which doesn't raise eyebrows until they start getting into like talking about the times that we live in um they say um they start talking about like us living in contentious times and how you know like this is a, a calm and steady color and all that kind of stuff it's it's interesting to me because it almost it's almost not even like subtle in the way that they've kind of addressed it as being no, a it's bit political. very shady it is now however <laughs> if you all want the exact Exact color. It's Pantone nineteen dash four zero fifty two. Anyone that's Classic using blue. anyone that uses those color wheels will know exactly what you're talking about. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, Facebook is curbing white van viral posts about people getting abducted, and why is Jason Derulo in a fight with Instagram? That's coming up next. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Shar. You have some details on a Facebook story that I've been trying not to read because I know you were going to give it to me. But, like, what's this viral white van situation that's getting banned? So every time a Facebook story pops up, my radar goes off because I don't have a favorite billionaire. But Mark Zuckerberg is by far my least favorite billionaire. Oh, I was going to say, are you looking? Okay. That's, I that cannot was, I that was stand that man. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a little biased when I see Facebook, okay. even, though I, even though I still use Facebook and Instagram, you know. Yeah. Um, well, anywho, they are placing a limit on the circulation of viral posts that are spreading a hoax story about men in white vans luring women into sex trafficking and selling their body parts. Yikes. Now, this all started because the mayor of Baltimore named Jack Young warned residents of a ma- of men in white vans even though the threat was a hoax. He mm-hmm. literally said, we're getting reports of somebody in a white van trying to snatch up young girls for human trafficking and selling body parts. It's all over Facebook. In Detroit, a, a handyman told a local TV station that he has been repeatedly harassed since the post started going viral because he drives a white work van. Now, what I think is wild about all of this, like it's good that they are watering down the, the intake of these viral posts, but Facebook is literally inundated with conspiracy theories. Oh and I'm like, if you're going to do, if you're going to focus on this one, you need to focus on all of them because I have seen some of the most ridiculous things and I'm, I'm glad that this kind of shines light on the whole trafficking and body parts things because there's this ridiculous viral video circulating right now hmm. that mentions that black women are being kidnapped and they're 
uteruses are being stolen from them to give to trans women. There's really? literally some guy got on his iMovie and Garage Band and pieced together some visual and, you know, put his voice over it. And it's circulating with no source. You know, this is how we this is how the 2016 election got messed up. Yeah. But it's circulating and going viral based off of sensationalism. And it's just so insidious and just asinine. I literally hate this. So my only request is if y'all, I need y'all to keep this same energy for every single conspiracy theory that goes viral on your platform. That's wildin'. <laughs> I um I I feel like I'm always unsure about how I feel about like Facebook censorship stories because I feel like there's I don't know like there's two billion people on on Facebook or something yeah. like that now, and I feel like being able to monitor all of that content that's user generated must be impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, seemingly it is impossible, but I always wonder like. Like where? How do you guys decide where you're drawing the line? Right? Exactly. You, and I'm not a fan of censorship of like, either. I yeah. want to clear that up. I'm not either. But like I said, where's the energy, Jarrett? If they're going to do it yeah. for this story, I'm with you. I get it. Well, speaking of Facebook um, banning something, uh, their their daughter company, if you will, um, Instagram, right? And Jason Derulo had this photo that was posted on Instagram oh, a couple yes. of weeks ago, and it was. It oh, was yes. it was it was a big deal. <laughs> um, he Did you this see Ricky up. Martin's big deal? By the way, no, I didn't. We'll talk oh. about that in the break. Oh yes. Um, okay, so this yeah, headline comes from E News. It says Jason Derulo admits he might have had. I don't even know if I can say that um, a situation in his bulge picture, but he posted this photo and like it became pretty popular. It's the most liked photo he ever posted. Um, he's wearing for like, obvious a sh- reasons, right? He's wearing a short swimsuit, and you can see a lot is going on in said swimsuit. And the picture was up for. I want to say it's been it about was up two for weeks a while, yes. before they pulled it down, and so he's been. I didn't mean to say pulled it down like that, but um, they they did say <laughs> they did uh, pull a photo saying that um, you know that it was uh, depicting a sexual arousal. Yeah, um, he's calling it discrimination, saying like he can't help his size. Oh, give me a break! Which I, this is one of those things where I feel like <laughs> Jason Derulo is only blowing this up because it's so good for history. Grant. So good. This, there could not be a better story for a, so a many straight people. man than like, oh, I got kicked off of Instagram because because so um, much going on. Yeah, so many people are going to be slingshotting their panties at oh him. Oh my God. Like like they weren't already. Because here's the thing. Jason Derulo is not ugly. He's not, but he's so corny. He is totally cornball, but I also, I kind of appreciate that he kind of leans into it, but he is so fine. Emmy just found the photo and she's like, oh, Emmy's looking like, how are you doing? She's a hold <laughs> uh, We'll take a quick break. <laughs> now look back. at the Ricky Martin one. Well, don't worry, we're about to go there. Uh, Joe Biden has a new advertisement out that is p- taking fun, uh, poking fun at Donald Trump. We'll have it for no you No malarkey. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jarrett. Ali is out right now. She's in uh, in Asia. She's in India and in Nepal. She's there for a, a, an Indian wedding, which we kind of helped her prepare for on the show. Um, and then we uh, will. She'll also be in Nepal. So she's gone for about a week and a half. Joining me in the studio. Are you Char Jassel now, or are you Char? Yeah, Char Stephanopoulos has left okay, the building. That was just for news. It or lose it. Uh, Char Jassel <laughs> joins me in the studio today. Uh, joining me tomorrow on the show will be Dr. Jen Mann. That's going to be very fun. Uh, she'll be here for the entire show. 
show and we'll be taking calls and uh, having a good time uh, with Dr. Jen. So I wanted to talk about this story. Joe Biden has released a new campaign ad. I don't know if you if you saw this story yesterday, but uh, President Trump left NATO a bit early yesterday because of a video that came out that showed various world leaders at NATO kind of standing around talking and what seemed like they were kind of mocking Donald Trump. He ended up getting really upset about that, canceling a news conference and then heading back home. Joe Biden uh, is has taken this and made it into a campaign ad, which technically means that this is a story for Drop the President. Drop the President. Joe Biden has taken this advertisement and is really playing on it, saying that everyone is looking at Donald Trump as a laughingstock. Leaders caught on camera laughing about President Trump. Several world leaders mocking President Trump. They're laughing at him. My administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. (laughs) Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. World leaders mocking and ridiculing him for being completely off balance. Allies are deeply worried about him. They say he's becoming increasingly isolated. Something is very wrong. The world sees Trump for what he is, insincere, ill-informed, corrupt, dangerously incompetent and incapable, in my view, of world leadership. And if we give Donald Trump four more years, we'll have a great deal of difficulty if ever being able to recover America's standing in the world and our capacity to bring nations together. So looking at this video, this is, they were they've been calling this unusual from Joe Biden because it's it's a very direct attack on Joe, on uh, Donald Trump from Joe Biden. We don't have we're n- we don't have time to play around. We don't. And I mean, there are people who say like this is great. We need more of this. And there are some people who say he shouldn't do this. Oh, I, give me a break. But I what I love about it the most is like how responsive it is. Like this video literally came out yesterday, and by the end of the day, there was an ad that was being used for it. Um, to, I don't think it's fair to tone police people within this presidential race, considering the odds that are stacked up against us and also considering the fact that the way that Trump will likely come out swinging won't have any rules or regulations on it. So why are we still doing this dance of of trying to tone police political ads? I mean, I'm with you. I feel like Joe Biden uh, has to really make some waves. I mean, he still is kind of favorited to win the primaries um, based on polling right now, even though, you know, that the polling is is starting to get a little hairy in, in Iowa for him. But I mean, I'm really fascinated about this. We talked about it earlier with Ken Charles and how uh, Kamala Harris getting out of the race. You know, some people say like this makes her an ideal um, vice presidential Mm -hmm. pick. I think that Joe Biden, um, we were talking about with Ken how he says that Kamala Harris doesn't add something to a Joe Biden ticket because realistically, as I was saying, I think that Kamala Harris has she is a great look for him because of the moment that they had where they were kind of going against each other but he actually has more of the black vote than she does and so I don't know like what she brings along for him but I do think that Joe Biden um, is in an interesting moment right now Um, and do you think he'd be able to look past the whole I was that girl moment that happened on the debate he's a politician 600 years in the game yeah so he knows yeah Yeah. exactly Um, speaking of one opponent of Donald Trump's to another Hillary Clinton was on Howard Stern yesterday Um, I read uh, Hillary's book and I thought that her candor about the election was really fascinating. Mm. Um, And I was most interested in her going to the inauguration and how she handled that. Uh, She talked to Howard Stern about a lot of different things. Here's a listen to something she said. I hope he's going to be a better president than I think he will be. I'm worried about it, but I'm going to do everything I can. As I told him when I called him, you know, that terrible night. 
and oh, you said, did call oh, him I did. I said, you know, I said, look, um, you know, Donald, I want you to be a good president. I will do whatever I can to help you. So, you know, we're in that Was he period. gracious or was he a sore winner? He was so shocked he couldn't, I mean, he, he could, could barely, barely form talk. a sentence. He was as shocked as you. <laughs> right. He was more shocked than me, I think. <laughs> yeah, so she's talking about how, like, the night of the election, she called him and she was saying to him, you know, I really hope that he's going to be a better president than I'm expecting. And I think it was a, it was interesting. We were saying that Hillary Clinton, you know, needed to be this person during the election, yeah. but I think it was difficult for her to be able to feel that way. She talks about in this and as she talked about in her book how she wanted to, how she felt limited in how much personality she could have. She always had to be really measured because of her upbringing in in, uh, in college and in business as a woman. So it was interesting. And women still aren't given those freedoms or those liberties, even on smaller scales, like even in just the everyday workplace to really... I guess let their hair down. Not absolutely. not everyone. Yeah, you know, yeah, there absolutely. are there are still workplace politics that play into that as well. Well, and I I tweeted and Instagrammed about Kamala Harris's this video of her dancing in the in the stu- in the office with her Baltimore the before I let go office. Right, I'm um, doing the electric slide, and I was like, on Monday for Black Twitter, that would have been her pandering, but now it's just mm. her being cool. Certain pockets of Black Twitter, uh, absolutely. Well, <laughs> I, I would say a lot of Black Twitter was really upset with her. Hey, want to let you know that you can go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, and tickets. Plus, a meet and greet with the one and only Lizzo for New Year's Eve. Um, go to WeAreChannelQ.com right now for more information on how you can win those tickets. It also includes a $1,000 shopping spree at DA Co. You are not going to want to miss out on that. WeAreChannelQ.com uh, for more. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <laughs> I hate bringing friends on the show. Uh, welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Uh, Allie is out right now, but Char Jossel is joining us in studio. And also now joining us is professor from USC, activist, and he defines himself. He's like, you can also call me trade. Uh, Dr. Charles Davis is joining us. How's, how's it going, Charles? Uh, it's going. It's always a good time to be in the studio. Absolutely. So this story... Uh, has continued breaking day after day after day for like the last week and a half, maybe? No, about a week. About a week? Yeah. So Gabrielle Union uh, was fired from AGT. Uh, America's Got Talent fired her and Julianne Huff, and Gabrielle Union did not go quietly. She said that uh, she was let go as a part of race discrimination, gender discrimination, that Simon was a bit of a tyrant. Well, these were all sources. Gabrielle just recently came out and said something. Gabrielle let us all, the bomb dropped it was an exclusive from lovebscott.com exactly. and Gabby sat back and watched the flames yes she did and, and, the, and the embers I think one of the more uh, one of the things that trended was Ellen Pompeo jumping into the conversation mm-hmm. and being you can like, always count on Meredith Gray yes she said <laughs> she said white women this is not a moment to, to be quiet we did need to stand lie? up with yeah. our sisters did she, she was lie? dead right um, <laughs> and it, it has sparked this whole conversation about you know race and gender again um, something that we're always kind of having conversation about mm-hmm. um, and I know Shar you're particularly triggered about this one i am uh charles you work a lot in in race and equity and i'm i'm more than anything i'm curious top line thoughts on the story uh well i prefer to char well for me uh i call this story the gift that keeps on giving and i don't say that in like a in a, in a kitschy coup type way it just is that every day there's a new headline about yeah. this story right mm-hmm. and for me it's just a personal trigger because i too have been once in gabrielle's spot and then the julianne huffs not show up for me like people outside mm. of the situation are really allies and yep. taking to social media yeah. and standing alongside me but the people that i worked directly alongside with who saw 
the stuff go down who I might have had a conversation with or they might have had a conversation with me about certain injustices and things that aren't making sense. And then when the hammer comes down, everybody's quiet as a church mouse. Mm, So just seeing how this all unfolds and just Gabrielle Union, I have personally never met her, but I've fallen in love with her through the media. And I know, of course, tons of peers and fellow journalists that have had interactions with her. I've never heard anything negative. Um, She just she's just so personal. She you know, she's Mm -hmm. someone that we grew up with and that, you know, the whole being Mary Jane of it all. Like I I am a huge fan of Gabrielle Union, the way she loves her, 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 her children. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And so to know that she was on the right side of history, per se, and to know that this culture, even though, like you just mentioned, Jared, that we constantly have these conversations about race Mm -hmm. and gender in the workplace and navigating, but nothing is changing. Well, it's changing, but like at a molasses rate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, one of the interesting things when we have these race and gender conversations, particularly on the gender side, right, is this convergence. And so although we've seen like a selective group of white women who have, you know, come to say something uh, at this particular point, I'm wondering like, well, what about all the men in this situation, mm. right? Oh, they have nothing uh, to say. Nothing Jay to Leno say. Jay Leno called her a great girl. <laughs> right, not a sure. woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also had all of his comments to say about the picture that Simon had with his dogs, right? So it's, it's, it's interesting to me and, you know, Less surprising, perhaps, that other women are coming to step up and say, you know, it's sort of this all women you know, conversation, which, again, we can sort of probe. But, you know, what are the men that are in these spaces of making decisions, reviewing these cases, doing these investigations, or even just like the bystander behavior that often men engage that allow for these things to persist mm-hmm. and happen? Right. And so it's not just, you know, whether it's uh, Simon, who's, you know, over the show in some particular way, but that there's so many other people who allow for these things to take place and really don't do anything to intervene. Yeah. Um, and so that's always a question for me, given the power dynamics at play, the mm-hmm. way that we know that media functions. Who's in charge of that? Um, and so I wonder, you know, what has been the role of those folks who really haven't said anything, um, even if they're not even in d- direct proximity, right? Like, yeah. this is not the first time we hear of things like this. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many men who experience those things um, as well when it comes to like, you know, there's a big conversation in California about hair now, and like that not being a point of contention when it comes to hiring. Um, these are things I've experienced as a professor, um, you know, in, in, in a similar way. So it's for me, who are in the locus of power? Who's actually saying something that needs to be said, sure. um, opposed to people who are all also sort of subjugated and victimized in the same kinds of ways. So this has prompted NBC after, uh, you know, days of this story kind of yeah. floating out there to launch a full-scale investigation. Um, and they scheduled a meeting with Gabrielle Union to talk about this story. Uh, Gabrielle Union tweeted yesterday afternoon, we had a lengthy five-hour and what I thought to be productive meeting yesterday. I was able to again express my unfiltered truth. I led with transparency and my desire and hope for real change. Um, NBC hasn't uh, responded to um, the CNN article um the, the CNN journalist for comment, but I think when something like this happens and, you know, you're glad to hear that they had a conversation with her and that it was so lengthy, but then you wonder, okay, so what do we want to see come out of that? Like, what yeah. do we hope to see um, out of that? Like, I don't think Gabrielle Union really wants her job back. Mm-hmm. No, um, no. But at this point. You know what I mean? But like, but I mean, these two things are not necessarily exactly analogous, but like, I think about this with Colin Kaepernick as well, right? Mm-hmm. There's a headline out saying that the receiver in the workout that he did just got hired by an NFL team, but Colin Kaepernick still hasn't. Yep. And so like when these companies have treated, you know, Gabrielle Union and uh, Colin Kaepernick wrong, wrongly, I don't know that Gabrielle Union wants to go back, but Colin Kaepernick definitely does. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting dynamic in those scenarios that I don't know what the right answers are in those kinds of situations. Well, NBC needs to clean it up. Absolutely. There, there's too much going on. It trickles down from the Matt Lauer, from the Me Too, sure. and, and, you know, soundproof offices and the button under the desk to lock the door. Like, 
NBC, it appears as if they need a, a complete overhaul with people who are in charge because it seems like it's a cover up after cover up. Mm. And AGT in particular, that show does not have a good track record with people of color or women. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Well, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, George Zimmerman is filing a 100, or has filed a $100 million lawsuit against oh, Trayvon oh. Martin's family. All of us collectively sigh. Uh, we'll explain what's going on there. That's next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are back. Drop the subject is live. I am in studio joined by my guest co-host, Char Jossel. Hello. That's where you say hi or something. I mean, listen, I didn't know. I, I don't know. You know, you talk at the speed of a rapper. I don't know what you're talking about. But anyway, we also have, we also have a professor, activist, and trade, as he's uh, as he told me I should probably introduce him. Uh, Dr. Charles Davis from USC is here as well. What up? Charles. Uh, we just kind of wrapped up talking about Gabrielle Union and this NBC situation. But there's this other story that was trending yesterday that... As soon as I saw the person's name, I cringed and I was like, what did he do now? George Zimmerman is suing Trayvon Martin's family for $100 million in damages. To refresh your memories, George Zimmerman is the man who uh, saw Trayvon Martin walking down the street through his window, called the police, went outside, proceeded to shoot him, kill him, and then was acquitted for it later on. Um, he went on to try and sell the gun. He killed Trayvon Martin sure with did. on the internet. He went on tour. He was signing American right. flags for people. He, Selling paintings. I believe there was a domestic violence situation with his oh, girlfriend at one time. A few. Well, a multiple few. times then, I guess. Um, he's He has not had the cleanest path. Um, he's not had <laughs> like the the best Google search results um, but apparently he is suing the family of Trayvon Martin for 100 million dollars um, he claims in this lawsuit um, filed by his lawyer that the case against him rested on false evidence and is alleging abuse of civil process and conspiracy well what happened is uh, that he's he's he and his lawyers are basically trying to say that Rachel Gentile who mm-hmm. took the stand on behalf of uh, Trayvon Martin's family they're saying that this, her half-sister was on the phone with Trayvon at the time of the murder, not Rachel. But because the half-sister didn't want to go public, Rachel then took the, the half-sister's testimony and used it as her own. He says that, that Gentile was a, quote, imposter and fake witness. Um, and this is on the basis they don't have any proof of yeah, this, by the way. What's wild to me about this is, like, you know that you killed this person. You admittedly killed this person. You were then acquitted of that crime. And here you are. And then you're still mad at the way that the trial went and you're going to sue the family. Well, they're also saying that he might be uh, doing this in an attempt to drum up publicity because he has a new documentary coming out. Oh, of course he does. So... No, I mean, absolutely, right? So, I mean, one thing I want to shout out just very quickly, shout out to the Dream Defenders in, in the state of Florida who actually made it possible for him to even get indicted uh, through their mm-hmm. occupation of the Florida Capitol and continuing to do work um, in this particular area. Um, because he wasn't arrested for like six weeks or something, he was right? not arrested. Oh, no, he was not time. arrested for six weeks, and they had to do a 40-mile march from Daytona to Sanford, Florida, occupy the Sanford Police Department <sighs> to get the state's attorney to ultimately leverage the indictment. And so this is, again, yet grassroots organizing doing its work. Um, but I think the thing that's you know so egregious are the ways that this is, uh, we would say in the black community, uh, George Zimmer is a habitual line stepper, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and he has continued to just do these egregious and violent acts towards Trayvon Martin's family, to yes. the legacy of Trayvon Martin, and there's literally no accountability, right? And so when we see this desire to drum up publicity for what is called a documentary, but is actually an entire, uh, almost... Um, 
you know, fabricated piece. effort to discredit even further what happened to Trayvon um, is is just ridiculous. And they were actually trying to show it in a South Florida movie theater, which they were able to get pushed out again through the thanks of organizers. Um, but, you know, this is exactly how we think about whiteness as property, as we say in the critical race theory world, of how the, the law really is made to protect the interest of whiteness as a structure, mm-hmm. right? And how it can be leveraged against people of color and weaponized in this way, even when, you know, you've already made made good on getting out of the situation, right? Like, you've been exonerated. It's Just like sit your ass down. Exactly. Sit down somewhere. Perpetual troll. OJ. Exa- Listen, because when he put the gun up, I immediately thought about the If I Did It book, and I was oh like, why are you still doing this? Benjamin Crump is the family's attorney um, representing, uh, he's named in the suit, but he's also representing the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put out a statement saying, the plaintiff uh, continues to display a callous disregard for everyone but himself, re-victimizing individuals whose mm-hmm. lives were shattered by his own own misguided actions. He goes on to say he would have us believe that he is an innocent victim of a deep conspiracy despite the complete lack of any credible evidence to support his outlandish claims. This tale defies all logic and it's time to close the door um, on these baseless imaginings. I also want to note that uh, George's attorney has a long history of entertaining conspiracy theories. He's Mm -hmm. had so many like like, uh, depositions and affidavits and things thrown out and he's the same man that's at the helm of uh, I believe it was a few years ago he created a petition to have then President Obama basically deported mm-hmm. yeah. he, was like trying, he was like adding uh, steam to this and he actually started a petition so just to give you all listening uh, a picture of who George Zimmerman is like. doing mm-hmm. business yeah, with his name is Larry Elliott Clayman and he's the attorney and he has quite a history of uh, trolling uh, trolling exactly. to put it most simply um, and I, him using this lawyer is even mm-hmm. his own tea right like because no respectable lawyer is going to pick up this case no absolutely but not. when you have a documentary that you want to promote of course and you want to get your name back out there yeah. um i just wish this man would just go away that's been my prayer since 2012 just go away crawl in a hole and disappear um we're gonna take a quick break but before we go doc- dr davis do you want to stay and do gay gay cray cray with us do you have time why not okay we'll say, we'll keep you here we've never had a straight man as a part of gay gay cray cray and a, gay, a straight man and a trans woman it looks it's going to be completely <laughs> fun we're going to completely blown up stereotypes exactly before Breaking we go before we go, we want to remind you to go to wearechannelq.com for your chance to win a trip for two to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets, and a meet and greet with none other than Lizzo for New Year's Eve. Uh, go to wearechannelq.com right now for your chance to win round trip tickets. Um, you have a two-night stay at the Cosmopolitan a little bit jealous. Two tickets to see Lizzo on New Year's Eve. Right, can we enter? Like, I know, exactly. <laughs> you can enter, I can't. Yes. Um, and then you get a $1,000 shopping spree at Dia & Co. So make sure to go to wearechannelq.com for more information on your chance to win. When we come back, Gay Gay Cray Cray uh, is on deck. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. I'm Jarrett. That's Shar still joining us. We asked him to stay over just because I thought it'd be more interesting to do Gay Gay Cray Cray with a, a straight man, a trans woman, and a gay guy. Walk into a bar. <laughs> right. We're going to walk into a bar and make things interesting. Um, it's time for a gay, gay, cray, cray. Crazy. Happy belated birthday, Brittany Jean. I was going to say, the 2002 in me always ex- is excited to hear this back town cue. <laughs> All right. So, gay, gay, cray, cray. We've taken the story of a couple who has done something crazy, outrageous, or otherwise difficult to understand and done my very best to take out the names and the pronouns and you have to figure out if we're talking about straight people or gay people and um, 
It's very difficult. I'm nervous. We always talk about like trying to trying to switch everything out, and then now that I know everyone's details, I'm like trying to make sure I don't slip up. So I'm gonna read you this story. I gave you. I asked you guys for gender gender specific um, gender neutral names. You gave me Courtney and Apple. Not sure what to do with Shout that. Shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> sure. Fans, okay. Whatever. Okay. So, uh, Courtney Goop. and Apple are the two people in this story. Okay. Courtney made headlines this month when Courtney revealed that they'd split from Apple and started dating their child's ex. Now, the happy May December couple may have to have children of their they may be having children of their own. Courtney and the 25-year-old ex, Courtney's former assistant and um and the ex of their child fell in love after the the ex-boyfriend this is so hard the ex-boyfriend's last name is Hutchinson okay after Hutchinson dated Courtney's daughter with whom um, there was never a sexual relationship the couple are now still living, not okay couple right are now living in the same house with Courtney's ex Apple and the couple's two children the original two their two children um, they have twins named Saffron and Aspen, as if that makes anything any easier. Wow. Wait, this is just sexuality. This is not race. I mean, you can guess things. Okay, I'm just, yeah. as you're telling me. Right, like, my like, sister has a cat things, named Aspen. There are definitely things where I'm like, that's not oh, us. This, this ain't my people. <laughs> uh, that, I would definitely say that's Allie. the material. Okay, so um, you saw Saffron and Aspen, and you're like, oh, these are white people. Got it. <laughs> um, it's one big happy family, but they want to make it bigger. According to this article, Courtney said um, they, along with Apple, want to have twin daughters and don't want there to be any secrets. And they say they want to just get the negativity out of the way before the babies arrive. Apple has even agreed to be a godparent to the new child. Oh. With, <laughs> again, not my people. Um, we quote, have to sage these mics after this. Is over. I don't want none <laughs> of this energy. Courtney, Quote from Courtney says, I wanted to make sure that Apple was going to be okay with it, especially as they are seriously ill and in need of constant care and attention. I can't believe that 20 years ago I was doing the exact same thing with Apple, and here I am again. Full circle. I'm excited but nervous now. Courtney acknowledged that their family is, quote, unorthodox, but loving, and that their priority is to have a stable home for our kids and what is now an extended family. That's according to Courtney. It, they say uh, it works for us, and if people are shocked, well, that's their problem, not ours. Courtney and Apple plan to fertilize two eggs, both of which will be carried by a surrogate. They say the... Oh, uh, you got money. Listen, they say the insemination is planned for sometime in the next three weeks. They're hoping for daughters so they can have uh, princesses to spoil. Courtney says um, they hadn't even contemplated having any more children, but at their age... Paired up with this 25-year-old Hutchinson, um, and his all, Hutchinson has always wanted to have a child. So, the question is, are these, is Courtney and Apple, are they gay-gay, or are they just cray-cray? They ghetto. This sounds just a little bit ghetto. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm going to say gay-gay. You think they're gays? Yes. Okay, why? Uh, these shenanigans... Uh, are very, 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 very nuanced. Okay. And I just, it might, I have a Jones in my bones that's telling me gay gay. Okay. Now, I don't know. Now, does gay gay cover lesbians as well? Yes. Okay. So, yes, yeah, all under, okay. Okay. I will, another hint this happened over in the UK. Oh. If it helps. Charles, gay gay or cray cray? Uh, I'm inclined to ask the question that is often asked on Twitter. Yeah. Are the straights okay? 
What do you mean? This just sounds like some very like heteronormative patriarchal shit. Okay, you can't say that. You can't say that word. I didn't know that. He said, it's only like my second time. He said here. this is like he said this sounds like some heteronormative patriarchal s word. So you think these are gay people or straight people? I I feel like they're straight. Okay, you think they're straight? Yeah, because it um, does sound a little polyamorous. Almost. It does. Okay. Like shout out to blended families, polyamory. Right. But that often ain't really what's going on. Uh, All right. Well, with the, some folks, I'll tell you uh, since there's two couples in this situation. The original couple, Courtney and Apple, are gay, gay. Oh. They are they are Barry and Tony. Um, and they uh, gained notoriety after becoming the first gay couple to have a child through surrogacy in the UK. And the in couple, what year? Uh, in the last couple of years here. Wow. Um, and also, the new couple that is uh, Barry and their child's ex, they're also gay gay. They are um, Barry and Scott. This is a wild story. So, wait, 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 wait. Before we go to commercial, let me get this clear. You're like, because I see the clock. What's up? So, Carry the one. So, <laughs> the dad of the daughter is now dating the daughter's ex-boyfriend. Yes. Oh, get me out of here. And, I've had enough channel the, for the, the daughter's day. ex-boyfriend is now dating the dad, and they're going to have children, and all of them are going to be And everybody's under the same family. roof. This oh. is crazy. Is the daughter that under the same roof as well? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm surprised together. she hasn't uh, ran Burned for the hills. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. Dr. Davis, thank you so much for joining My us. Pleasure. We appreciate it. When we take a quick break, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. So, there is a new trending conversation happening on the social meds, and... It's it's a question, but just the question by itself is a little cringy. Uh, and it was tweeted out over the weekend and really became a pretty viral situation. So uh, this woman named Yana, Y-A-N-A, uh, Yana Blurt, tweets out the following uh, photo that has the following question, I should say. It's someone texts another and they say, are you in the right headspace to receive information that could possibly hurt you? Oh, my God. I feel like I would get that text message, and I don't know how you're supposed to respond to that. Well, I know, like, for me, because I'm so impatient, I would likely always default to yes. Because if I say no... Then you're going to sit there wondering what it is. Yep. So rip the Band-Aid off when it comes to a girl like Char. I'm always going to say yes, whether it is... Whether I am in the right headspace or I'm not. (laughs) It says... uh, It's been retweeted um, tens of thousands of times, and uh, some of the replies are are kind of the same way you're saying. Um, It says... This message would truly rip me out into calling them right away. Like, I don't need a text message. Call me right now. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? This is this. I feel like it's kind of in the same vein of uh, before you call and like rant to a friend. I used to do that. And like my friend would answer the phone and be like, oh, my God, can you believe blah, 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 blah. And now I will call them and be like, hey, can I rant for like two minutes? Is that cool? Yeah, I do the same. Yeah. I feel like you got to you can't just like jump into someone's life with all your mess and not expect them to like you know like have some kind of like uh, some kind of reaction to that I feel like it's a courtesy thing but the way this is worded like these last words receive information that could possibly hurt you my god and then I want to know right now in this instant Emmy said that she saw a (laughs) a meme that has become a meme um, and was talking about (laughs) the ways that this is getting used now how did you see this getting used first of all I have no idea where this came from you just uh, 
shine some okay. educational light on the internet. You're very welcome. That's what we do um, here. So I just was on Instagram and I saw a meme and basically... I'm going to do a little bit of word gymnastics because I don't yeah. know how far. It was a sexual I partner. It was a sexual partner. Like, did you and finish? When, yes, yes, exactly. And, and the, the guy, guy was, was like, "Did you finish?" And the girl was like, "Are you in, in the right headspace? <laughs> in the right headspace to, <laughs> to receive some information? Yeah, that might hurt you." <laughs> I mean, yikes! Like, I feel like it also feels different depending on who it's coming from, right? If it's a sexual partner and you're like. What are you about to tell me? I think it's the same across the board. I feel like whether it's, a, it's mom or someone that you're doing the the dozens with, or if you're the dad hooking up with your oh daughter's electric chair. Like, <laughs> like if it's, I mean, like I feel like uh, the dad in that last in the gay gay cray cray should have texted his daughter and like. Are you ready to receive like some information that could possibly hurt you? Like I'm dating your ex boyfriend. I, I, I'll never get over that. It, it I, didn't even happen to me, and I won't get over and it. And you're feeling a way about it? Yeah. Is anyone realistically going to say no? They're going to be like, nope, not in the headspace. I don't, don't think, come for I, me. Honestly, like, Emmy, I don't, I don't think anyone would say no. We'll see. But right? here, like, uh, the, the flip side of this is someone replied to the tweet, and they said, I find it condescending when people think I can't handle things. Your imagination is usually way worse than the news itself, and this just makes it the sender feel better while adding extra stress to the recipient. Terrible idea. Please don't start this. That good point. Agreed. I I kind of get point. that, but I, I I think it's a common courtesy thing, right? Like you don't want to just like, hey, I just heard something really really awful about your parents, or you know, I just but saw I, your ex boyfriend. I saw your your current boyfriend. It's the with way that girl. it's worded. You could be like, what are you doing? Like, right hey, now? right, like, hey, you got a free on? moment yeah. right now to exactly. chat. You don't have to do all that framing and all that extra wording of it, it's gonna hurt you type. Like, no. Someone says, uh, my friends got my back and I got theirs. I'd probably smack my friend if I got a text like this. <laughs> Maybe get better friends and cut the assumption that this is a problem for a lot of people because it's really not. Um, I don't know. I feel like if I got a text like this, it would definitely be jarring to me. But similarly to you, I think I'd be like, I would probably just immediately call them and be like, what is it? Tell me now. Yeah, because I'd have to call. I'm not dealing with replying to you and then watching bubbles for the next five minutes as you're typing out an essay. Exactly. As, as your heart is pounding. There's right. nothing worse than waiting for like on Instagram. It says typing or in an iMessage. It's the bubbles the bu- that are blinking. It's <laughs> no, so annoying. I don't have time for that. All right. We got to take a quick break. More Drop the Subject coming up right after this. <laughs> Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Jared. Ali is overseas in Asia right now. Um, and like, there's Insta stories of like the pictures of the mountains and all that kind of stuff. While she's away, Char Jossel is joining me here in studio. How's it going, Char? Yes. I mean, my blood pressure is high because I was just talking to someone about what Jay Leno was saying. Yeah, we're about America's, more of, allegedly more like at America's Union Got Talent. Um, you want to <laughs> you want to explain what that was? Well, he made, uh, according to sources, he made an, an extremely offensive joke about Korean people. Mm. Um, there was a photo of like Simon Cowell with like dogs in his face, like playing like in a hallway or whatever. And Jay Leno, I'm not going to repeat the joke, but he made a. a, a, a a cheap shot at like oh eating Asian dogs yeah. And, yeah 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 so uh, yeah that just got my blood pressure raised because yeah. Gabby called him allegedly called him to the carpet about it and of course he didn't respond too well to that well there's that allegedly okay. so um, <laughs> next story that we gotta really get into um, it's kind of two pronged and so the US um, is gonna be giving free HIV prevention pills to the uninsured but there's a weird loophole this story comes from uh, NBC News and it starts basically 
basically kind of explaining what's happening. Basically, the government is going to be um, starting a national HIV prevention program that is going to distribute uh, free HIV pre-exposure prophylaxis medication, or PrEP, uh, to uninsured Americans at risk for uh, acquiring the virus. The Department of Health uh, and Human Services is rolling this out, but the plan doesn't go far enough for a lot of people. They say that um, the major problem with this is this loophole that the program does not cover the blood work required for PrEP, which advocates call a barrier to PrEP access. If you're on PrEP and or you're on any kind of HIV medication, mm-hmm. you have to get test. You have to go back and do blood work pretty regularly. Yeah, so they'll give you the medication but won't test your blood? They to- won't do the blood work. And the blood work can be very expensive. Uh, and so Health Secretary Alex Azar uh, is calling this new program uh, Ready, Set, PrEP. Um, and he says it's a historic expansion of access to HIV prevention medication and a major step forward uh, and Donald Trump's uh, ending HIV epidemic plan, um, which was announced um, that they're trying to reduce HIV transmission to, by 90% by 2030. Um, but like this leaving out of this major part of the pro of the it's a, like the literally process, a necessary part exactly. Um, and so it's 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 kind of frustrating and baffling. Like why would you only go halfway right? Because you get to have this great headline, but then everyone else is talking about it and saying like, yeah, but like who is this really going to benefit? if they can't get the blood work done. There are some people that are saying that, uh, that according to Health Secretary Azar, he says that community health centers could provide these tests for free, though that's not a part of the official um, plan. And I think that PrEP is one of those conversations that is uh, continuing to grow within community because it has such a high success rate with preventing transmission of HIV. And I, I've have a friend that works at the Department of Health and they had this whole initiative about getting PrEP to trans women and wanting trans women to have more access to PrEP to be able to protect themselves. Is this a conversation that you've heard amongst the trans community about PrEP? Honestly, no. Really? I know that at like my doctor's office, it's offered and I've seen like, you know, you see like the ads. Mm-hmm. There's some trans women featured in the ads and we've even seen commercials. Um uh, with with this mix of different people in there, but um, this is not something that I have discussed amongst my group of friends, mm-hmm. and it's not something that I've discussed with my doctor. But I have my own set of reasons sure, as sure. to why personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have not discussed this no, with my doctor. Right? No, not not asking you about like your personal choices or decisions in that space, but I'm more so just, just the thinking, conversation. Yeah. The conversation more so if it does come up has been around like my gay friends, honestly. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Well, there's also a piece out in Yahoo News that says that white Americans are far likelier to receive HIV prevention drugs than minorities. Um, Earlier, we were talking about there are studies that say that, you know, black and brown uh, patients tend to be treated differently than white patients. Mm -hmm. And those studies say that doctors view black and brown patients as having higher thresholds for pain, of being less, you know, sick than they say they are. That's why Um, black women are like dying during childbirth at staggering rates. Higher mortality rates. Yeah. Uh, infant, infant mortality rates. Um, according to this, uh, the, according to the research, they say um, that racial disparities remain at a core challenge for the administration um, and its stated goal of ending HIV epidemic uh, numbers or lowering them by 2030. They say at-risk mi- racial minorities and people in lower-income brackets are less likely to know about pre-exposure prophylaxis or PrEP um, or uh, to get a prescription from a doctor even if they are aware of its benefits. And mm. that's that's really alarming. But not surprising, I guess. It's something like 
that is kind of aligned with everything else that we've heard about what it's like to be a black or brown person in America that is seeking health care. And it actually harkens back to this point that we often talk about, but I feel like isn't really grasped from the larger scale, which is systemic racism. Like it's literally a system of structures put in place. Absolutely. It's not just being called the N word or followed around a store. It's so much more to having to deal with this and this is shedding light on it for sure um so i i'm fascinated by this story and i'm I'm glad to hear that more people are going to be getting access to prep but i'm also really concerned about the way that this is not going to necessarily help people in, in the ways that we would like it to um before we go, I want to remind you that you can go to WeAreChannelQ.com for your chance to win a trip to Vegas with airfare, hotel, tickets, plus a meet and greet with Lizzo, which is probably one of the best prizes I think we've ever given away on Channel Q. Oh, yes. uh, you can go to WeAreChannelQ.com for more information on this national contest. You've got round-trip airfare for you and a guest, two-night hotel accommodations for you and your guests at the Cosmopolitan, and two tickets to the Lizzo concert with a meet-and-greet with Lizzo backstage um, at the concert. And then, on top of all that, there's a $1,000 shopping spree with Dia and Co. So you're not going to want to miss that. Go to WeAreChannelQ.com for more. Up next, news it or lose it. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. It's time for me to drop down the headlines. You've got to hit the bell for the stories that you're going to news. Are you ready? I am. All right. Number one, a banana duct taped to a wall sold for $120,000 at Miami's Art Basel. Oh, this is ridiculous news. (laughs) Okay. Uh, This sweet UK Christmas commercial is melting everyone's hearts. This wheat, you said? This sweet UK Christmas commercial is Uh, melting everyone's hearts. Yeah, we'll we'll news it. All right. And then Instagram has yet another new policy on the way. Oh, I'm newsing that one. I'm sick of them. (laughs) I'm sick of them. I'm sick of Instagram. All right. That's two, three for threes in a day. I'm uh, pretty proud of us. All right. Good work. Emmy's like, wait, are we, are we doing the song? The We're doing the song. You're about to see the number of the day. Get coming up right That's the number. Drop the subject to new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents... Lose it or lose it. All right. I had a... Giving us full uh, orchestral conductor over here. My roots. Listen, we all we're, we all really enjoy generic news theme number seven uh, in our open there. So, I got a three for three, probably because I'm amazing. It's fine. Um, and the first story here is Instagram is now going to have another new policy. I will say that I like the idea of getting rid of the likes... I love that they got rid of the activity bar, that the activity Ooh, news no, thing. Oh, no, I needed that. Why? I need, because you know what? Because you're nosy as hell. I'm nosy, and you know what? Parts of me, I'm not ashamed to admit publicly, I can get a little insecure. But you know what? Maybe I didn't need it because it would, f- uh, f- uh, what is it? Um, fuel my insecurity. Oh, I thought you were going to drop an F-bomb there. No, 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 no. <laughs> it would feed my insecurity. Yeah, like I get if that. there's a man that I'm pursuing. And, and you I, see him I, liking a bunch of stuff. And I see the type of girls and... he like, and I don't look like him. I'm I get like, that. Okay, well, womp, womp, the latest womp. and new policies coming from Instagram um, are something that 
seemingly they should have been doing a long time ago. You know that the Instagram user tends to skew younger than the Facebook user. Um, The story coming from CNN Business says nearly a decade after its launch, Instagram is finally taking the basic step of asking people signing up for the service to provide their age in an attempt to better protect younger users. I think this is really smart and probably something they should have done, as this article implicates, a long time ago. But Instagram also has strict uh, posts. Like, you can't just post all willy-nilly on Instagram. So it's almost as if, like, what difference does it make? Just ask Jason Derulo. Well, according (laughs) according to the article, they say starting on Wednesday, um, as of yesterday, the photo sharing service is asking new users for their date of birth when an account is created. Previously, Instagram users were required to confirm they were ages 13 or older when signing up, but they didn't have to provide an exact birthday. Um, Instagram has long valued anonymity, including not requiring um, people to, you know, use their real names and things like that. I think this is a great idea. I think I don't um, mind it. I, I don't I don't I guess because I'm well over the age. I don't you're well over the age and you already have an account. The yeah. other thing is like, how many new users do they get every day? Is still a question to me because it seems like they've for every fifth grader that's going to go back for second semester with their Christmas gift of a phone. Oh, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> Your point taken. Yeah, second grade. Yeah, these kids are younger and younger now. So the next story coming from CNN Style says a duct tape banana is a work of art for sale at Art Basel for $120,000. Not even. Blue um, Ivy. They say, uh, according to art market website Artnet, two of the three editions have already sold of this thing, with the last one going for $150,000. Um, the work is by Maurizio Catalan. He has pr- was presented uh on Wednesday, and in this contemporary art gallery, they say it's his first contribution to art in uh, f- to this art fair in 15 years. Mm. What's interesting to me about this is one of the lines in this article that really says everything. Potential buyers should note there are no clear instructions about what to do if the banana starts to decompose because this banana is literally bought at a local Miami. It's grocery a Chiquita store. banana. It's it's there's bananas decomposing at my house. Right now. That's why I don't buy it. That I paid about $4 for or whatever it was. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm fascinated by this, but also wondering, like, what the hell are you supposed to do with that? Like, yeah, I don't see the hype behind that. That's that's silliness to me. That seems stupid. It's silliness. Um, Lastly, there is this UK commercial that um, is kind of like warming a lot of people's hearts. Um, Every Christmas, uh, this company for the last few years has been doing a Christmas commercial. But this year, the family made ad uh, is starring a hardware store's owner, the hardware store owner's two year old son. And costs only about $130 to make, but it's captioned the hearts of viewers around the world. Now, there's no dialogue in it, but there is a song that plays throughout it. And you can hear the song, and it's the little two-year-old boy is waking up in his bed. He's getting ready. He, you know, starts kind of going through his day, and then he arrives at work at the um, at the hardware store. And he is, you know, sweeping the floors, and he's, you know, taking care of as customers. As best a two-year-old can. As best well, but like he's moving about pretty, you know, like much like an adult. He's setting out the signs and he's, you know, selling items. He does a terrible job wrapping a, a gift for a customer. Um, and it's just really, really cute. And then by the end of the day, he's um, like hanging up Christmas decorations on their tree and he's, um, you know, preparing for the for the store to close. And he steps outside and he goes to pick up the Christmas tree that's been left outside. And as he picks it up, it becomes a grown man. And oh. It's talking about 
staying forever young and being able to always enjoy Christmas. Um, oh, please. It's kind of hard to do that. I love this commercial. It's actually really I cute. I mean, the, the commercial is very cute, but the, but the idea is, is, is challenging. Adulthood sucks the fun out of everything. <laughs> okay. This is no longer, you know, your third grade and you're waking up at 5.45 a.m. and waking your parents up so you Adulting can try to... Adulting is definitely work. It, it it's sucks a lot the fun of out of everything. It really does. Yeah, then you be- got New Year's and then you got rent. Him becoming an adult at the end Char's does make birthday. him a little bit of a buzzkill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a good break. When we come back, we have happy endings and it should be interesting because we're all pretty bad at this. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <That's> next. <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, it's about time to land this plane with a happy ending. Uh, Emmy, Shar, both of you have been working very hard on your happy endings. And by very hard, I mean, doesn't seem like you've been working on them at all. So, I'm really <laughs> curious to see where this is going to go. Shar, uh, what's your happy ending? So, I was thinking of a way this entire time that Chipotle workers, if they, well, Chipotle employees, if they want to get out of work for a day and you have to prove to a nurse that you're sick, okay. just do things that like we've seen like in the movies. Grab a blow dryer, hold it to your forehead for a few minutes, make it really hot, and suddenly you have a fever. So, you don't have to go through all that coughing and vomiting and things like that to prove to your employer that you're sick so you're giving and you them get a, your check you're giving them a happy ending tip if you I mean, work at chipotle yes if you work okay. at chipotle there are ways to get around having a nurse verify your sickness and All then right. maybe you'll get a cool nurse who'll be like girl i know you hung over but i got you girl i got you go go drink this pedialyte and go to bed uh-huh all right emmy happy ending <laughs> changing it up a little bit it's okay. not about the content of the show but okay. Allie may be out okay but I got to see Char, and I got to turn the thermostat down to like sixty-four degrees. It is freaking freezing Living in here. I literally have on the It's better than it was seventy-five so and stuffy. Oh, um, yes. no, okay, I was gonna go to cannot. sleep behind the mic. My happy ending. <clears throat> it may oh. suck to receive a text message. What? What's happening here? Wow, the whoopee jumped out. The, the clearing of the throat? No, I'm, I'm very. I'm I'll very tell pleased. you off air. Oh, something happened in the studio. When Jared I was is a down. diva. <clears throat> I am not at all. Okay, it it may suck to receive a text message asking, "Are you in the right headspace to receive information that could hurt you?" In a text message, unless you're Donald Trump. Getting a text message from Nancy Pelosi about impeachment saying, Shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. That is right. Um, I, this has been my favorite moment of the whole day. Like, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Totally did it for my whole spirit. Um, before we go, from the illustrious Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan. Ryan Mitchell joins us to give us a preview of Hi. what's on their show a little bit later. Yeah, what I you love. Going on? I've been listening to your show. Y'all have done wonderful. Thank um, you. But we got a big show coming up. So basically we're talking about, you know, Trump and how the their administration's like literally taking away food stamps for over 700,000 people. Yeah. We actually have the, I'm pulling up. The press secretary from the USDA is going to be Yes, on. the w, deputy undersecretary for food, um, the USDA, Brandon Lips, is going to be joining us. We didn't want to read just a statement. We wanted to actually 
find out why they made this decision. So sure. get ready. It's going to be an interesting one because I'm about to drag. Uh-oh. I hope he's prepared. Uh-oh. Well, all right. That's going to be uh, coming up here on Channel Q at 4 o'clock uh, Pacific time, 7 o'clock Eastern. We thank you for listening. Tomorrow, joining us in studio for the entire show, Dr. Jen Mann will be here. Shar, we'll see you again on Monday. Have a great I'll day, everyone. I'll actually be here tomorrow just with Ryan. That's right. You'll be on Let's Go There tomorrow. So. The better show. <laughs> you know what? Please leave. Get out of here. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. On the next. On the next. Drop the subject. On the next show, we've got an exciting one. Dr. Jen Mann is going to be joining me. You know, she's normally only here on Tuesdays for a segment or two. She's going to be here the entire show as my guest co-host. We're going to take your calls. We're going to talk about the crazy stories of the day. I cannot wait for Dr. Jen. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific. 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.